there's still like all furniture. Oh man. So here's the fucked up part I want to show you. Are you ready? I am. Okay. So this is between our houses, my house, Nanette's. Yeah. There's our window. Oh man. There's her window. Is if we would have looked through that window, we would have seen her. Now, is there like a spot on the floor? Yeah. Hello, hello, like- hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to Stat Shocking Traumas and Treatments. And I'm your host, Karen Wickiam, coming to you from highly um, infectious Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And today, can you hear that laugh? Does that laugh sound familiar? That is none other than one of my favorite people in the whole entire world, Erica. Hey, Karen. Hey, we barely, barely, barely get to talk anymore. It's it's sh- really shitty. It is really shitty, and I hate it. I hate it a lot. One day. We can see each other again. In person. I can't, I will... e- I can't even wait. We're going to dress up. Yeah, and it's going to be like, um, you know where like you see two people on the beach, and they see each other from afar, and they run in slow motion? Right? That's coming. Yeah. With cherries of fire music, and then we're going to hug, and then we'll probably call each other names and then carry on. (laughs) Like, you fucking asshole. We won't be running up here. We'll be walking briskly. Yeah. (laughs) You dick, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, you bitch. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Absolute terms of endearment right there. Yeah, those are. So, uh, of course, I always want... we always want to do uh this together but some crazy shit has been happening in erica's life and when she told me about it i'm like i know that you're tired we barely get to talk to each other but you have to have to have to tell us on stat if you want to (laughs) and you're like yeah okay i'm like yeah sure why not no big deal um okay i don't even know like first of all tell everybody tell everybody how you're doing erica I get stuff all the time. Where's Erica? How's Erica? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, I've just been working, 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 working. Um, not doing much beyond that. Um, just kind of being at home and, um, you know, just trying to stay positive through all this. I started painting, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, just kind of doing things out of my comfort zone. Keep myself busy. Would you say you're doing painting? Yeah, I'm painting. Like, art artistically? Yeah, so cool. I just paint. I'll show you. Well, nobody else is going to be able to see it, but you'll be able to see well, it. I'll, I'll be so able much. to go, oof, you need some work. Or I'll be able to go, that's... Oh, my God! That's amazing! It's these beautiful, so beautiful flowers. Um, you know what? You'll have to take a picture of it and post it. That's that's beautiful. You're so fucking hey. talented, Erica. Good for you. Why, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to post, um, I'm going to actually paint pictures of the cats just because they're like, draw me one of my, one of your French girls. So (laughs) you got two French girls right there. Two French girls. Okay. But did I tell, I told you that uh, we're, um, getting a Bernadoodle. Uh, yes. And I can't even deal. And when is this Bernadoodle ready? We're going to find out in June. Um, I'm going to turn it into, not turn it into, I'm going to train it as a service dog. 
That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So, um, he's this, uh, he or she, I don't know if you guys know or have seen Bernadoodles, go look him up. It is, um, a breed where it's half Bernadoodle, half Poodle. And no, sorry, half Bernadoodle, half Poodle. <laughs> Half, half Bernie's Mountain, yeah. Half Bernadoodle, no, half Bernie's Mountain Dog, and half Poodle, and it's they're just absolutely gorgeous. The most laid back, sweet dogs, but super smart and fun. But can just like you don't, they're like lap dogs as well, and they're perfect you, for. Um, um, sorry, are you gonna name Douglas or Sean? Well, I was thinking Bruce. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. Bruce or Louie, but also Moose would be a really good name for a dog like that. For sure. But Bruce is amazing. Like you yelled that at a dog. Yeah. Bruce. Real name. Bruce. Eric. Oh, you're cutting out a bit. I hate oh, Skype. You... Next time I'm going to ask if you, t if you could um, download Zoom. It's so much better. I have Zoom actually. Okay. We'll have to do that next time. All right. And we'll have to, like, not wear our pants and stuff and do all the, like, shitty stuff that people do when they're on Zoom and meetings. You Who's I'm wearing pants now? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Okay. Let's get into this story. Erica, I'm just going to leave it to you. Just, just, just do it. You guys are going to be like, holy shit. When Erica told me, if it wasn't Erica, I'd be like, I don't believe a goddamn word of it. But because it's Erica, I 100% know this is true. So go. Okay. So about just over a month ago. Um, so let, let me let me back up a little. So we have this neighbor. We call her Nanette. We live beside her uh, about three years now, just over three years. <clears throat> so she is the type of neighbor who's a little bit. Um, you want to you want to kind of be on her good side type deal. Uh, friendly enough. Um, she's kind of, uh, a recluse a little bit and anyways, so about, yeah, over a month ago, a month and a half ago, um, somebody had noticed a bunch of Amazon parcels on her doorstep. So they called in for a wellness check with the police. Police came, uh, broke the window, um, of her door, the side door. So our side door faces her side door. So, um, they broke the window um, and trying to gain entry, and she stuck her head at the second floor and said, what are you guys doing? I'm fine, blah, 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 leave me alone. So we were like, she's fine. She's usually like this, like this is normal for her. She's like, there's nothing going on, like, you know. So that was fine. She has so a, a history of possible- Mental illness. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe, cause she's, she had a lot of paranoia and like odd behavior. Yeah, she was paranoid schizophrenic. Okay, all right. Uh, so basically, um, and you would be the perfect neighbor. Sorry. I'm just saying like, you would be the perfect neighbor for her because as much as you would sort of chuckle at some of the stuff, you're very compassionate. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I saw some of the strange things that she would do in terms of outdoor on property stuff. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. That's okay. You know what? It's okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, and I know you, you looked know, out for would... her too. Yeah. Like she, you know, she's got to live her life too, you know, and yeah. a lot of neighbors actually helped her out. Um, the, you know, the, the problem is she, 
um, was left uh, a trust, a very substantial trust. So she was able to buy this house and it's kind of like because she had so much money um, and she she didn't want the care because she was paranoid yeah. about the care. So she didn't receive care and, and nobody cared. Yeah. And that's another thing. She didn't have family or anything. Um, her parents were already passed away. She yeah. was estranged from her sibling, the only sibling we knew about. Um, so anyways, back to the story. So about three weeks go by packages start to pile up again there's about you know 30 of them 40 of them on our porch so again um, a wellness check was called and the police came and uh you know just watching the what was happening and them actually gaining entry they broke down the side door wow the whole door this time and um and i'll tell you why they had to take the door but i'll i'll tell that after because she so anyways, they, they gained entry and they were, they came out and then they went back in and then they came out, then the ambulance left. And then it was just strange because it was like, usually she wouldn't let them in and out like that. She wouldn't have let them in and out like that. Mm-hmm. So I went out and I said to one of the police officers, um, excuse me, I just wanted to know if um, our neighbor's okay. And he said, uh, how do you know her? And I said, oh, I'm the neighbor. I've lived beside her for three years. He's like, do you know her name? And I said, yes. So I said her name. And he said, okay, um, I just want you to know that your neighbor is deceased in the house. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, what? Like, how? Like, I don't understand. And um, so anyways, he he kind of said, well, uh, you know, we're trying to figure that out. Do you know if she had any family? And so I was like, oh, her parents are deceased and, uh, you know, all these different things. And Doing your so best to I, fill, them, did, fill them in on um, what you knew, right? Um, yeah, so I, that's that's exactly what I did. I filled them in on what I knew. I actually went on um, her Facebook to see um, – I did know she had a Facebook. They didn't know um, – to see if there was any family members matching her last name, stuff like that. Um, and then – uh, you know, it was kind of like in and out for them. Um, they went in, uh, one of the officers brought in a camera to take pictures and I was just trying to help them, um, try and figure out a next of kin, somebody to be able to get a hold of. Um, we ended up finding an uncle, um, of hers that lives about an hour away. So, um, they ended up contacting him. Um, but before that, that took about three, four hours. So be- prior to that, um, the officers asked me if I would mind identifying her. Mm. <laughs> so Sorry, I, um, I did like, agree. So, yeah, I did agree. Um, now that they did say, um, you know, it was going to be kind of like a pretty gruesome scene. So, um, I, you know, I, I prepared myself and uh, what did they I say it was going to be gruesome? Pardon? Why did they say that it was going to be like not so good? Uh, just because she um, she didn't have any clothes on. Yeah, but how and, how long had she been in there for? Uh, she'd been in there two weeks. So she had possibly been deceased for two weeks. Yes. Okay. So um, I did go in. I I put Vicks under my nose and put a mask put a mask on, and I I went in and. Um, she was kind of like slumped 
over herself um, at the corner of the couch. Now, the crazy part of that is is uh, our living room window faces one of her living room windows, but we have um, like curtains, like shears, and then curtains to the side of it right there. And um, the crazy thing is, if we would have looked through that window at night at any given time, we would have seen her. Oh my goodness! But we faces you know windows but you know what like who looks into people like you're not a creep right well i mean not this kind of creep you're other kind of creep yeah exactly like i it, you just don't look you know you don't go so, hey let's see what they're doing this evening exactly <laughs> oh man so let's get back to um she had been deceased for two weeks and you have you like i mean maybe a silly question but have you gone to a home where someone had been deceased before Yes. But not to this degree. Not extent. So, um... So tell us, you walk in. I just, I could smell everything right through my mask. And the Vicks and everything. Um, it was pretty strong. And, Are you um, making coffee right now? I, they, pardon? Are you making coffee right now? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to explain like everybody because I've asked the people like, you know, sometimes a background noise and they're like, no, we like to, to hear the, the real life going on. Yeah. So, um, I went in and, um, the smell was atrocious and, and the police just got permission to open the windows. So they opened the windows and, uh, she was in her living room. Um, she was naked. Um, she was kind of slumped over herself at the side of the couch and, uh, the crazy thing was, and you know, like, I was like, yes, it's her. But the crazy thing was, her one of her cats, she had two cats, one of her cats was laying dead beside her, like it was sleeping. Oh, man. Like, it, it, it looked like it was just sleeping, but it was deceased as well. And I said to the, the only thing that came to my mind after I said, yes, that's her, was she's got two cats. She's got another cat. And they said, are you sure? I said, I'm positive she's got another cat. Um, the cat that's laying beside her, I knew its name. And uh, I said, that's that one. And then there's another one. And this is its name. So the police were here until like the nighttime. The coroner came. Everything. It was back and forth. They asked us some questions. Um, they ended up leaving, but the door was still broken. So they put a plywood like... Um, some neighbor offered them wood to kind of like cover the window of the door and, and, and we closed it. And I said, you know, I mean, we'll do our best to watch it. So nobody goes in there, but that cat is still in there. She, they had was looked, she they still said, in there? Look. No, they, she had they was removed removed. the body at the time, her body. But they moved the dead cat. So, okay. What did they tell you what happened or what they think happened? No. So when I first went into the house, there was a um, kind of like a little pool of blood. Um, and it, the, the, the hard part is, is um, it was at the front door. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of um, insight into the house, um, I, we've been in her house many times, um, helping her carry things in, stuff like that. Um, now, she was very, she was very, very, very like she was tidy 
Um, she had beautiful things in her ho- in her home, um, everything like that. Now, uh, during COVID is when things got a little rough. She was she was ordering constantly from different places: Canada Post, FedEx, UPS, you name it. Purolator, like she was getting thirty shipments a day of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit! So, I would expect that she would be like she's a hoarder, or no? Um, she became one. Okay. And that's so I wonder hard- if her mental health started to um, deteriorate. Uh, she was yeah. doing more of these things. Yeah. So during during COVID, I think that's exactly what happened. She was just so, um, you know, just so like, oh my god, yeah. what's happening? Like, I I don't know how to you know. Yeah. deal with this just like order 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 get as much as i can yeah so anyway her house was okay so she had locks on everything her fridge um every door you could think of and when i say locks like there was like padlocks um on her fridge uh on the um cupboards the drawers every door had a lock on it now her front door was basically you could get in from the outside but you couldn't get out from the inside okay all right Okay. Okay. So it, what it appeared to look like was that this was after the autopsy and everything um, was that she, there was something in her system. We don't know what it is, um, but it, it was kind of like, an, it was accidental. So you think that so maybe she, she, she oh, like accidentally overdosed? I don't even think it could have been an overdose. I think it's, it's just that it kind of something made her a little loopy. She tried to get out the front door. She okay. fell down those. We have two steps down to our, our front door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she, it looks like she had fallen down those front steps and hit her head. Oh, jeez. It looks like she got up the two stairs and then fell again. Okay. And, and went and sat on her couch. and That's when she died. So um, basically, um, anyways, they had they'd closed the door. Um, I was like, oh my God, this cat, I had gone to work that night and in the morning when I came home, it was probably like six, six AM. Um, this is the cat that lived, the cat that lived was in the window. Okay. So I took a picture of it and I was called up the officers and said, listen, um, they had left me their phone numbers. The cat's in here. So the cat that I was going to say the cat police, the police came, (laughs) um, back and you know what I got to say, I got to give props to these officers. Every officer I met that day and the next day, amazing people. Okay. Especially the That's ones good. that were trying to deal with this poor cat. Um, so they went in to the house and they looked around and I gave them um, a crate and I gave them food because this poor cat hasn't eaten in two weeks. Okay. So see when you, when you say that it made me go to like a really bad place thinking that. And it, that, like first of all the cat that died beside her like I just think it just makes me feel sad all around because it's like this cat just stayed with her no like yeah it's like it knew and it wouldn't leave her side so that just yeah. that's so sad um in a, in a weird way kind of beautiful at the same time am I am I strange in saying that like no, it because just, it's like it didn't let her die alone and that was and then the know, other cat it was almost like the other cat was keeping watch or vigil of some sort and the fact that 
it didn't, uh, you know, being starving, you know, what animals can do, uh, that it, yeah. And it, and it didn't. And that's the, the pretty cool thing. So the officers gave me permission to enter the house to try and get this cat. Anyways, you by uh, yourself? so I had, I had got, um, a hold of a local animal rescue. When you went to the house, were you in it by yourself? Yeah. How'd that feel? A little eerie, to be yeah. honest. Um, you know, the floor hasn't, hadn't been cleaned and stuff and, uh, mm. it, was, it was a little eerie. So there was a, like, oh. okay, I'm, I'm going to go there. What condition was she in? Now you don't have to answer this. Um, she was deteriorating. Okay. Um, and so what happens when you die, um, kind of your, your, everything settles. Um, I'm trying to say it in the nicest way possible. No, no. I, I uh, knew you would be delicate. That's why I was sort of like, you know. yeah, it's kind of like you, um, there's almost like a little pond around the body. Uh, how, how are you, Erica? Because I'm okay. This is traumatic. I mean, yeah, you know, um, I'm okay. I, uh, it took me a couple days. Like I was just like, you know, had to kind of come to terms with it in my own head and stuff, but I'm okay. Um, and I mean, you being a paramedic, um, you probably have this ability to turn stuff on and off, right? Yeah. Cause you see horrific yeah, things so in living people. Right. It maybe transfers in dealing with this tragedy. So that was one of the first things I thought was like, how are you? Because yeah, nightmares you know and all that kind of stuff. My focus, it was like the cat was my focus. Like I was like, I got, I'm saving this cat. I'm saving this cat. So it helped you uh, sort of come to, yeah, okay, all right. So uh, what happened know, with the cat then? I got a, I got a hold of a, a local um, animal rescue and they actually um, gave me a trap. Because we couldn't find it. Every time we would go to look, this cat was like, it was like I was telling a, a lie of some sort. Like that yeah. this cat didn't even exist. And, you know, I'm like, I swear to God, guys, it exists. So I ended up, um, we ended up catching it a week later. Okay. So in the meantime, this gentleman um, who was appointed by her lawyer's office um, had shown up, introduced himself. Really great guy. Um, was totally on board with catching this cat. Um, we actually, um, when he first showed up, we actually um, did remove um, the body of the deceased cat. And the cool part is um, this rescue um, actually took the deceased cat and had it cremated. Oh, wow. Okay. So this, uh, I'm just going to say, like, this, res like, this rescue is, uh, is an awesome rescue. If um, anybody ever wants to donate to it, it's Team Chelsea. Okay. Um, and they they are incredible. So yeah, I'm gonna we check them out. To... Yeah. Well, that's that's really really good to hear. Yeah. Were you able to hearted. help place the cat? The... Yes. Um, a gentleman from uh, work, actually, my my work took him, and nice. I get updated pictures, and he went from like pretty skinny. Um, to, he looks like, you know, like he's substantial, like he's had a Big Mac and he's enjoyed it, you know? Oh, that's nice. 
Okay, yeah, what? so... So this nice. guy adopted the, the cat? That's yes, he did. Amazing. Um, I mean, that part's amazing, but, I mean, this whole story is just... Wow. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's funny. I didn't, I didn't at the time remember the second cat's name, just the first one. And it was, uh, Dakota, you said it, right? Yeah, Sunny. And it was Dakota that said it, um, that it was, oh, it's named Sunny. So did it, like, oh, yeah. maybe it helped come to you because it heard his name? Yeah, or? it's crazy. And um, it was the gentle, as soon as we trapped it, we were like, okay, like, is it going to be crazy, like, Barrel trying to eat us, trying to get it into the cat carrier. And honestly, um, got it into the cat carrier pretty easily. He was, he looked a little scared. Once we got him into the cat carrier, I opened it up to, I'm like, I'm going to probably get bit, but I got to try and put this cat, you know? Yeah. Honestly, he just closed his eyes, like, thank God I'm finally safe and... It was oh, pretty man. crazy. Well, I mean, Erica, it's incredible how you helped out like on all levels, and um... it, was, it was awesome, Karen. It was, it was. Uh, I'm so the cat is so happy with um, my friend from work. Like, so happy. It's unbelievable. So they found, he found uh, a new home, and they both yeah. uh, have new friend. <laughs> They're have each yeah. other's buddies now, it's right? Awesome. He, yeah, he, he was basically like, he said to me, he's like, you know, I've been through shit in my life and so has this cat, so we'll get along great. Oh my God. That's like a win-win. It's, that's, that's mm-hmm. amazing. So. It was off. Especially this time. I mean, um, pets are so, in, like, and so important. Um, they just, they're just, they, they truly just unconditionally love you. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got, uh. You know, I lost Sam recently, uh, a couple months ago, and uh, and uh, you know these got these guys here are just the boys especially. Oh my goodness, they're absolutely out of their minds, running around playing, and they make me laugh. Like there's some days where I'm just like, you what know, I'm just I'm so done with this shit, and then they act like so ridiculous, and I'm just like I I forget about it, and you know I look forward to getting this new addition and then you know my son i it's he lost his his bolt his buddy you know oliver suddenly i know that's i know i I don't like just suddenly he had a hard time walking and then you know he was diagnosed with uh bone cancer and it was like what so he's doing he's doing okay what's that it's crazy how animals can hide it oh they're so stoic all of a sudden they're just tough and they're stoic and they just want to be happy. And, you know, um, and like my, my son was saying, like, you know, it's, it's tough. He, um, thankfully he works from home, but he's like, Oliver helped give structure to his day. It's like, I had someone to take care of. And he's like, if I was having a bad day, he would cuddle with me on the couch. And that, like, that's just absent. Irreplaceable. It's irreplaceable. So, uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, I went down a sad path there, but uh, I guess what I'm sa- I want to get back to saying is just like animals are amazing, and um, we're fortunate to have them in our lives. <clears throat> they're family, you know. We don't own them. They're they're family. I have to just add in a quick uh, short story um, as of to what happened to me right now. Oh. And this is why it's so loud in the background. I just I want to explain to everybody what just what I just did. Okay. Okay. So. 
I was making a coffee for myself. I was like, okay, you know, in the meantime, I was like, okay, I drank that. Making another coffee, turned on, put the water in, put the coffee in, turned on the machine. One small step I missed was putting a cup underneath the uh, coffee machine, the Keurig. Oh, that's what you were licking off the counter. That, yeah, I did. Who wants to waste? Oh, so it spilled everywhere? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I've just been in this short amount of time, I've been cleaning this up. <laughs> this disaster that, that happened, it's the... Well, you're, you're, dis you're distracted. Oh, well, I, you know, I'm not now, because the mess is clean. <laughs> um, okay, I just, I, I want to talk to you about the other thing that we've been discussing um that you told me about um in regards to it's covid related so a friend of mine's um a friend of mine so um, i just want you to break down the family um like who lives in the house the dynamics all that kind of stuff and go so it's uh my friend um her wife their three kids and my friend's parents so there's seven people in the house and their ages are? Uh, they range from 18 to 72. Okay. Okay, so um, the whole house ended up coming down with COVID. Now, why and do you think they got, it, it, got COVID? It, 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 what's the variant? The B117 variant. Oh, Jesus. That's the worst one. So, yeah. So. Thank you, um, England. I, yeah. I think it's the English one, anyway. I could be wrong. Isn't it? Yeah, the UK version. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, what had happened was um, everybody kind of was getting better except for the grandfather. And he ended up uh, actually very ill and he is now in the hospital on a ventilator. Um, and I, you know, I think that this just solidifies, you know, do what people are saying to do. Stay home uh you know if you don't feel good do not go to work if you don't think you feel good if even if you have a, something that's a little bit off don't be around people don't expose those people because you don't know you know like that people think it's a joke it's not a joke it's you, you know you think you can be so lax until it's somebody that you know and it's too late by then i mean and it's way too late by and then. you can't just be like oh oops because I just I just want to add to to this if that's okay um, that I really I think is po important pointing out here. So in the household, your friend and her wife are in their early forties. The wife yes. has stage four cancer, right? Yes. And the yes. elderly couple was your friend's parents that were living downstairs. And, uh, yeah, yes. And the kids were, or we see like 18 plus, like in their late teens, early 20s? Yeah. And no, the only person that got um, a vaccine was her wife that has stage four cancer. And, you, yeah. and, and her immune system would be very compromised. Oh, but, huge. But she's the only one that didn't get it, right? 
she she actually did get it, um, but she didn't get it as severe, and they and they like not even a little bit because they, she had the she had some antibodies, right? Yes. So it, they did say it was because she had had the first vaccine. What pisses me off about so, this story is that the kids were running around like nothing was like it was no big deal, not even caring I, that there was a their mom has stage four cancer and that they have two elderly grandparents, one with a uh, severe lung um, disease, who I believe you said is intubated in the hospital now. Yes. And that just, I mean, it makes me so sick. I want to knock their fucking heads together because it's on them. If their grandfather dies, it's on yeah. them. If her, their mother had a past. And do they get it now? Do you know? Do they? Do they? Oh yeah, everybody's very yeah. They do get they, it. Are they remorseful? Um, that I don't. I haven't been around them enough. Okay, um, well, I, I guess like, not. I just think them. I'd like to think that be like, we're fucking pieces of shit, and now we're gonna like, you know, tell people that you know what I mean. Like we fucked up, and you got to do what you got to do now. Yeah, because they still need to wear masks. Yes. They still need to distance from people. Because what people don't get is that I'm wearing my mask to fucking protect your ass. And I expect you to do the same for me out of just humankind courtesy. So when you're not wearing your mask, you're like, fuck you, I don't give a shit about you. And then when you get it, you're potentially ending someone's life or giving them a long-term um, possible dis disability. And at the very right. least, they're, they become sick, which no one wants. And I'm just so done with it because it's so... Toronto, the, our one big trauma center is Sunnybrook Hospital. It's just like yeah. one of the best hospitals around. And it, you know, uh, each hospital has their own um, expertise, but Sunnybrook is just like... Yeah, it's it's amazing, and uh, it's the biggest. It's our trauma center for, um, for a lot of things, and uh, there is like a tent city in the parking lot with what thirty, yeah. forty tents, hospital tents set up, and it looks it's like how it did in New York. You know, when New York got nailed in, early on, um, that's what it what it looks like right now, and it's not just Sunnybrook; it's other hospitals, and even then. People are like, not gonna be me. Yeah. Wait till you uh, fucking uh, stub your toe and uh, you want to go in and get your little boo boo looked at, and, and and they they, you know, you sit there for how long, and could possibly get it. Like when I had my appendix out, there's no way I was fucking going to the hospital. No way. And then I was like, yeah, I think I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is not getting better. Um, and I was treated quite rapidly, which I was so, um, grateful for. Oh God. Yeah, you were. I was treated rap rapidly. I was, um, I got, you I got excellent care. All of that fast, like everything that you did, like everything that they did for you was pretty freaking fast. Yeah. And, and the, um. 
it was nowhere near like it, how bad it is right now. No. Um, and so I can't even, I can't even imagine like as, it, the place was spotless and they were incredibly careful with everything they did. But eventually people that work directly, just pure exposure, it doesn't matter how like gowned up you are. If you're blasted, I mean, you could have a hundred sunproof uh, SPF on you every day that you go out in the sun, but at some point and during the, the long way, you're getting low grade exposure. So it puts, yeah. and these, these nurses and doctors are fucking exhausted working 12, 16, 18 hour shifts, sleeping in their cars, going right back. And uh, yeah, well, Erica, well, Kieran, it was amazing talking to you. You too. I know and you got to catch some sleep. I will. And, uh, that was fun. It was fun. We'll have to talk soon. Yes, please. So, all right, Erica, say goodbye to everybody or see you soon. <laughs> that so was a good time. Bye. Farewell until we meet again. Do, 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 do. That's one thing I miss is singing with you. <laughs> I know. We got we to gotta write more songs, Karen. But when we get, when we're able to hang out again, we're going to be do it. We'll do a whole album, like a whole, we'll just, it'll be nothing but that. It will just be songs. Uh -huh. we'll, we'll record it. We'll put it on um, SoundCloud. People will catch on and they'll be like, wow, where have they been all our lives? They're amazing. I'm going to buy all of their albums. The problem oh. is, is that we're like ripping off all these other songs. We have to write our own. I know. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you well, soon. Yeah, you will. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so I got to hang out a little bit on Skype with my awesome friend, Erica, who I miss dearly. Um, we miss doing these episodes together. So we'll, uh, we'll take them when we can get them. And uh, guaranteed... When all this shite is over, we are going to be back to our regular selves. Um, hopefully, this, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> pandemic bullshit, will be out of our lives, or at least we'll be able to spend time around our loved ones and friends again. And before I go, I want to give out a big thank you to Bridget L88 and Sweet Lie for the amazing reviews you gave me on iTunes. I just, I get so excited when I see those and uh, it means a lot to, to me. And if anybody else feels free, um, feels free. If anyone else feels free to say I'm awesome, go ahead. <laughs> if you can stop by iTunes and, and give me a review, that would be awesome. And I want to give a big thank you to Karina Milani for becoming my newest Patreon supporter. Oh, that I really appreciate uh, everybody who supports me on Patreon. It helps out so much. I've been putting out some more contact, uh, contact content lately. And um, I have a new feature on there and it's called Gross Anatomy where you hear the uncut versions of um, some of the worst... Um, medical crimes in history. I do not hold anything back. So if you want to stop by and check that out and you're all welcome to join the Facebook page, as long as you're a cool person, um, jerks not allowed. 
And um, yeah, that's about it for today. I hope everybody is taking care of themselves and, and staying safe and taking care of each other and loving yourself. So until next time, peace, one love. Mm-hmm.